Okay, here's the case that we're going to be talking about today. See if this is relevant to you. So you're working really hard and you feel like you're always busy and things are always turning. You've always got tasks and your task list is potentially really large. However, however, you feel like you're not really getting anything done at the end of the day. Like at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you feel like, how have I worked so hard for so long? And yet for some reason, my task list is not reduced and I, I feel like some of the most important things that I needed to do still were not done. Like how have I managed to simultaneously be incredibly productive yet also procrastinate or just, you know, just like not achieve anything meaningful? How is that possible? And that's the case that we're going to be talking about. And it's a super, super uh, common type of issue. And I think um, this might change the way that you think about the way that you manage your tasks and your projects because it certainly did for me. So cue that intro music. Welcome to Bigger Plate. My name is Dr. Justin Sung. I'm going to be your host. And we are talking about the concept of, well, the, the problem of doing a lot without actually having gotten much real meaningful work done. How is that even possible? It just, the maths doesn't seem to compute, right? How can you be actually doing tasks and ticking things off and, and being busy all the time? Like you might come home from work or from university and uh, you, you're just like constantly busy. You're like always doing stuff. And then you get to the end of the day and it's like, okay, what's well, time to sleep? And then I have, to, I have to wake up and then it just repeats itself. It's like, where do I get the, the time to actually start making a dent on this enormous list of tasks and projects? I felt this for a long time at the beginning of my kind of efficiency journey. You know, when I was in my sort of second and third year of university, when I was starting to load my plate, so to speak, right, for the very first time, I already felt this. And I went completely down the wrong track initially. So the the, the track that I kind of went down originally was, I thought, okay, well, the issue is that it's taking me too long to do each of my tasks. Like if I'm studying, it's taking me too long to study. And if you're a student, then, okay, chances are that's probably going to be a big contributing factor. And reducing the amount of time that I needed to study made a big difference. So if you're, if you're a professional or a student and you're thinking like, hmm, I actually need to learn how to learn much more effectively, then that's a, that's a separate thing. That's probably true and you should do that. Uh, but even if you do that, it doesn't always solve everything. It does make a big difference because like the thing that's taking the longest amount of time out of your day, you're being able to do that faster. But it's not like a long-term solution because for example, when you're working as a professional, you don't always, that's not always the issue. Like the issue isn't always that you like can get faster because sometimes there's just a time you clock out and you, you can't leave before that. And it's not always possible for you to fit in other work during your day. And if you do, it might make a small difference, but it often isn't like a, a, a game changer, like doing a few admin things here and there during your lunch breaks. It's like, yeah, it helps kind of lubricate the day along and just get things going. But overall, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. So the thing that changed for me, the big perspective change was that it wasn't really about the speed or the rate or the efficiency at which I was using my energy. It was actually the ch the 
decision on what I would use my energy on at any given time. And so we're talking about big picture here. We're talking about prioritization. And if you're listening, you might think, okay, prioritization, I get that. And you might get it. The, the you know prioritization as a concept and that you need to set clear priorities. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not just setting clear priorities, but making really active, conscious, sometimes very difficult decisions about what is going to be a priority at any given time. So let's talk about the Eisenhower matrix. One of the most important and effective and I guess as a result, famous and well-known prioritization frameworks out there created by the dude Eisenhower himself who breaks up a project or a series of projects into four different quadrants. So if you kind of imagine an axis, right? On the on one axis, you have the urgency. And on the other axis, you have the importance, right? So you'd have four different quadrants here. And on one hand, you'd have the things that are urgent and important. And then you've got the things that are urgent but not important. And then you've got the things that are important but not urgent. And then you've got the things that are neither important nor are they urgent. And this is the way that you uh, break it up. So let me just talk about the framework first. Uh, and I'll keep it brief because it's, it's relatively simple to understand. What I want to talk about more is a nuance around how to apply it. Because a lot of you listening to it, you will already have heard about this Eisenhower matrix. So if it's, if it's a project or a task that belongs in that urgent and important category, we call that the focus category. This is what you want to be spending your time on because it's, you need to get it done. And if you don't get it done, there are significant consequences to it because of the fact that it's important. So that's fine. You do it. You execute. You do that stuff. The stuff that's important but not urgent, these are things that will move the needle long term. You know, this might be like, okay, it's not important for me to necessarily do my taxes now, but it is important for me to do it. At a certain point, it will have become urgent. And sometimes, it's by the time it's urgent, it's almost too late. Like you needed to have worked on it from earlier. So like learning a new language, for example. Let's say that you're going to pick up a new job in another country and you need to learn how to speak Mandarin. When it's urgent, that's probably when you're about to start work imminently. And now it's too late. And so you've missed that boat. The opportunity is gone. And now your life takes tangent because now you can't really work that job properly. Your performance will suffer or you'll lose your job or, you know, whatever. There are, there are significant consequences as well because of the fact that it was important. Uh, but it wasn't urgent at the time. So things that are in the important but not urgent category, we want to schedule that and we want to plan it. In. And so we want to dedicate an hour or a week or an hour or a day or whatever some meaningful amount of time towards doing these things that are important but not urgent. And the ability to do that is an indicator of whether you get these high priority value things done. Then you've got the things that are, are urgent but not important. So these are often like very life admin miscellaneous tasks, things that kind of pop up during the day. These are the things that because they're urgent, you need to be able to get them done. Uh, but you're not necessarily the one that needs to do it because it's... Um, it's something that's just not important. So this is the stuff that if you've got a team, you should delegate. But we're talking about personal efficiency here. And I don't know about you, but I don't really have a, I don't really have a team that I can delegate my personal tasks to. They're still going to be for me to do. So the ability to delegate doesn't really become relevant unless you can find a way to make that happen. You know, give it to a friend or turf your responsibility elsewhere or, or something like that. But a lot of the time, the urgent stuff that's not important, you still need to get it done. And you still need to be the one that does it. 
but you don't want to spend much time on it because it's time taken away from every other priority. So you need to get it done. And the better ways to get it done is that you put them in batch. So all your urgent but not important tasks, you get them done. Like you give yourself a block of time every day to just get through all of those tasks and just smash them out. And you do them in batch, back to back to back, because a lot, a lot of these tasks often don't take too long in themselves. And the ones that are potentially less urgent, you just keep delaying it and you keep putting it off. So there's a, there's a, there's a bit of sort of like armchair wisdom that gets thrown down, right? Is that, you know, you shouldn't put things off, you shouldn't delay them. And that's true to an extent in that you shouldn't because of the fact that you you want to have that mindset of being able to execute on things and execute on tasks, and that's a really important characteristic and ability to have. But on the other hand, you do want to delay tasks if they're not important because there's something that's going to be more important to fill that time. So even if something is urgent, if it's not important, if it's possible to delay it and actually still get it done later, then it's better to replace that with a task that's not urgent but also important, right? So for example, if you've got the option between spending 20 minutes to do some meditation and journaling, which is an important yet not urgent thing that's gonna make a big difference for you in terms of your ability to develop skills and manage yourself and remain optimized medium to long-term or maybe even short-term, that's really important, but it's not gonna be imminent and urgent versus let's say sending out an email that is urgent, you need to send it out today, but if you don't send it out, What's the consequence of it happen, like of an issue there? It's relatively minor. Then you should pick the other thing. You should pick the meditation and the journaling. Now, if the consequence is, is important enough that you're like, okay, I really actually should do this, then uh, you should see, can I delay this more? Can I potentially send this out tomorrow morning? Can I send this out, you know, tomorrow evening? If you can, just delay it till then. So you want to wait for it to be as urgent as possible because there's no benefit to doing it any earlier and taking time away from, from an important task because in the future, you may not have time to do the important task, in which case you've spent double the amount of time doing something that was not important, right? So if you've got the opportunity to do something that's important for you, always pick that as long as it's viable. And if it means delaying a task till later, then delay it and be happy that you delay it because that in itself is a strategy. You don't have to feel guilty about delaying that task. And I, I delay a lot of things on my list. Like I, at any given moment on my to-do list, will have dozens, uh, you know, if not triple digit tasks that are waiting for me. Some of those have been delayed by such a long period of time that it's getting to the point where like, I just don't even care about it anymore. And eventually I'm going to end up ch chucking them into the non-urgent, not important task list, which is the final quadrant. Not important, not urgent. What do you do with these tasks? You bin them. You just don't do them. Simple as that. And this is a mentality shift that I notice that a lot of the clients and students that I work with um, struggle with is that the idea that you, you might have a task and you could potentially just kind of delete that from your inventory and not do that that being a legitimate, not, not just a legitimate, like, but a actually recommended and encouraged strategy for dealing with this type of stuff. Uh, that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Just the ability to say, hey, I've got a task that I need to do and I'm not gonna do it because you don't actually need to do it. So the, the four quadrants are a great way of being able to manage your tasks and manage your projects. Here's where I see a lot of 
the issues come from. And there's really three main issues that I've seen. So I work with students and I work with professionals to help them become more efficient, right? That's kind of my job now. And there are a lot of different little mistakes that people make, but a lot of the time, as long as you stay consistent and you keep trying to apply this framework to your um, daily life, things tend to turn out reasonably well. But there are sort of three main issues that I find that people face that would stop them from being able to achieve this. By far the first most important one is that people are not strict enough with their prioritization. They put too many things as important or too many things as urgent. And here's something that I learned while working as a doctor, right? Urgent is urgent, like urgent, urgent. So here's the difference, right? Like if you're, if you're working as a doctor, what's urgent is that I need to get to this person and I need to solve this issue within roughly the next hour or so, or they're probably going to die or lose a limb. That's urgent. Saying that, hey, I need to really um, pay my fine today because if I don't pay my fine, they're going to send me a letter to remind me to pay my fine in the next week. That's not urgent, okay? That's not urgent. There's no serious consequence there, and the, the time urgency is just so delayed. That's not urgent. So be really clear about what you mean by important and urgent. Set very clear criteria and follow that criteria. Don't let yourself just be emotionally bought into the idea of a task purely because you are just committed to a, the concept, like you're infatuated with the idea of a task. So here's a criteria that I set for myself and I advise all my clients and students to set for themselves as well, and it, it works, okay? If something is important, there is a serious and significant consequence and a negative detriment to your life if it is not completed, okay? And often it is irreversible. So let that sink for a moment. So let's say that you are thinking, okay, I should spend more time with my family. Great, okay, you, should, you probably should, okay? You can spend more time with your family. There's absolutely nothing wrong with spending time with your family. In fact, spending time with your family is a fantastic priority to have. Good on you for having that as a priority and finding that valuable and important. Is that something that is at the daily basis? For example, let's say you're setting the priorities for the next couple, couple days. Is that today the most important thing for you to do? What is the serious and significant consequence for not spending time with your family today versus what is a serious and significant negative consequence for I don't know, not um, getting on top of this other project that you had due, you know, like getting on top of certain other work or what is the serious consequence of not taking time out for yourself? Let's, let's say that you're borderline burning out. You know, the worst type of jug to pour out of is one that is just cracked and broken. You don't pour anything out of that. It holds no water. So if you're getting to the point where you're burning out and you need time for yourself, and you're thinking, no, 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 I need to give time for my loved one or my family or partner or whoever it is. That's great and very noble of you. But it's also wrong because not spending time with that person today, in this case, is not going to have as negative of a consequence as you taking time for yourself. And that doesn't mean that you do no longer value this other person or entity. It just means that today you yourself are more important, least of all because you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people, okay? 
And in fact, you become more of a burden to the ones that you love if you are like completely burnt out and you just, you know, can't handle yourself at all and you need to offload all of your life admin and miscellaneous tasks to someone else because you just can't handle and deal with it anymore, right? That's like the ultimate, like not only have you not gotten a bigger plate, the plate you've already gotten is like sign a crack. So when you're setting the priorities, set them with the time scale that is relevant. So I think about this uh, concept called a heartbeat or a pulse. And when I was a junior doctor in my first ever run professionally, you know, not as a um, not as a student where I'm going through clinical attachments in hospitals, but the run that I, you know, you're you're actually a doctor. You know, you've you have some level of real responsibility, albeit small because you're a junior doctor. My um, supervising senior, my consultant, is what it's called. He told me that I I need to have my finger on the pulse, and that's because I there was a blood test that had come through and it was halfway through the day and we were busy throughout the morning and then we missed the blood test. And he said, like, look, you're busy, but you need to have your finger on the post. You can't have this blood test that doesn't go seen. Like, I, I as your senior, shouldn't be the first one that sees it. And for me, I thought, okay, look, like I had a busy ass morning. You know, I was I had a lot of stuff to do. I just didn't have time to sit down and check the blood test. But the point is, I needed to have made time because I need to have my finger on the post. That's a non-negotiable. And uh, he probably doesn't realize this, but that, that um, statement actually had a big impact on me because it made me realize that there, there are these non-negotiables that even if you don't have time, you need to make time. And when you think about the pulse, it, it depends on, you know, the, the ability to make time depends on when you expect the pulse to come through. If I don't miss a pulse then let's say that your pulse is happening every second, right? Well, then there's no real time for me to sort of take my finger off the wrist because I'm going to miss a pulse. But let's say that the pulse that we're talking about right now, the heartbeat, the frequency is only coming through once a day, okay? Once a day is the frequency at which things might meaningfully actually change. In that case, I don't have to be checking things six times a day because nothing is going to really change, six times a day. It's going to change on a daily basis. Likewise, if things are changing on a daily basis, but I'm checking it on a weekly basis, I'm missing the pulse multiple times. So when you're doing this prioritization, think about what's your heart rate here? What's the, what's the frequency of your heartbeat? And how often do you need to check it so that you don't miss the pulse? So for me, on a daily basis, things for me tend to change priority-wise once every day or two. So I make sure to reprioritize every day or two so I don't miss the pulse. So my priority for the next couple days might be, okay, I really need to do this. This is my number one priority. This is my number two priority. This is my urgent and important. This is, my, this is the urgent stuff that I'm going to batch and schedule into my day. And these are the important things that I need to schedule in to make sure that even though they're not urgent, I'm still able to get it done. I set out all my projects and, and wrap it up like that. And then I do that. And the important thing here is that, you know, you want to make sure that you put all of your tasks into projects as much as possible so that you can prioritize projects instead of prioritizing necessarily individual tasks because that can be a very time-consuming process. So have all your tasks available and then once every day or two, arrange them into projects. This is another reason why I'm a huge proponent of using actual like digital um, ways of prioritizing 
like having digital task managers and things like that because you want to be able to like be on the toilet and think, oh, like I need to do this thing. I forgot about doing this. You can just chuck it on your task list and not really worry about it. You kind of put it in your inbox as an unread. And then later that day or evening or whatever, you, you look at it again and then you can, you know, you can then reprioritize it. So that's really important to be able to collect all of the tasks and then just batch organize them into projects later in the day. And then you take those projects and you arrange them into your priorities. And then based on those priorities, you create a schedule that fulfills the kind of fundamental requirements of how to use the Eisenhower matrix. So you, you do that and you follow the criteria really strictly. So the important criteria was super significant consequence. And the urgent criteria is like, it needs to get done like within whatever that heartbeat frequency is. Like it needs to be done today or it needs to be done in the next hour or whatever it is. So think about that heartbeat frequency. Think about how often you need to prioritize. And then the, be aware of the fact that the priorities change every heartbeat frequency. And that's the reason why the heartbeat is at that frequency is because that's when things change. So for the next couple of days, work might be really important for me. More important than family or friends. And that's, you know, okay. Because, you know, like maybe it's so important that if you don't get this work done, there is a serious significant consequence. Like there's nothing wrong with saying that. And in the next couple of weeks, Maybe, you know, spending time with family or just relaxing and time for yourself. Maybe that's the priority. When you're on vacation and you just need a break, maybe the most important thing for you then is that number one priority is just to relax and not think about stuff. Maybe that's the most important priority. But it's about being explicit and about being clear and being really in tune to what it is that you need at any given time. And if you try to do everything, if everything is high priority all the time, you never really get anything done. It just doesn't, that is when the maths truly does not add up and it's when it just truly does not compute, right? So that's the first main mistake or issue that I, I notice is that people are very lax often about the way they prioritize when they start first using this. And uh, that it just doesn't go in. It just completely defeats the purpose, right? Uh, and, and the other, the other um, thing is that if something is considered like, I don't know if this is important or not, just think about how it contributes to the things that are actually important in your life. So for example, there might be a certain task or task that doesn't belong to like a wider project, but the task in itself seems like it's relatively important for you to get done. Does that align with the other values and things that are in your life? Like the, the way that you want to live, right? Like, or is it just a task that seems important but actually, you don't really care about that in your life in general. Like, for example, oh, I really need to, like, do some research on which car I'm going to buy. But then think, like, do I really need to buy the car? Like, is that something that I really do want? And so there's a sort of a level even before that, a bit more meta, we have to take a step back and think, is this actually important for me in the first place? Uh, before I even assign it a priority because your view of how important it is might already be framed um, to be skewed towards thinking it's more important than it actually is purely by virtue of the fact that it's on your task list. So don't be afraid of kind of just taking things out that you thought were important because of the fact that you just no longer think that it's important. You know, that's perfectly okay. So that's the that was the first thing. Now, the second thing is that people are very unwilling often to bin tasks and delete them. The only thing I can say to that is you just have to do it. The safe back, the, the fallback, the safety on this is that even if you delete a task because of the fact that you thought it wasn't important, 
if you're feeling a bit anxious about deleting a task, like, oh, maybe it is important or maybe I do need to do it, don't worry, just delete it. And the reason is because if it truly, if it's on that borderline of whether it's important or not, it's at least not gonna be really important, right? And remember the criteria that we set for something being important or not is actually already pretty high. So if something is borderline on that importance, you know, like it, it's, it's hard for something to be that, you know, that borderline where it's like, is this gonna have a serious and significant negative consequence if I don't do it? Often you kind of know whether it will or not. It's like a hell yeah, hell no kind of division that we're making. So if there are tasks that you're thinking, okay, this is not super important, but I'm also not sure if it will become more important or maybe I'm not seeing it correctly, just bin it. Because if it's truly something that ends up being important, it will somehow find a way to make its way back onto your task list. Trust me on this one. Tasks are resilient. And if something really was important, it will come back on your list a week later or a month later or an hour later, and you're gonna then reprioritize it. So don't worry about that, okay? The truly important tasks, they will end up finding a way back on your list. And when it does find a way back on your list, maybe it will come back on as both urgent and important, but that's fine because that's, you know, there's an area of your day, there's an area of your priority that's dedicated for that, that you schedule and make time for, which is your focus list. So you can do that, that's fine. Uh, it's better to over-delete rather than overcommit. So that's a, that's a second issue. And the third issue, I kind of already mentioned it before, but it's trying to tackle every priority all the time. And I guess the vice versa, which is not tackling the, the priorities that you're meant to. And it kind of goes hand in hand. You need to actually schedule your day in a way that allows you to tackle the focus tasks that are important and urgent and gives yourself time for the not, uh, the not urgent and important tasks, as well as giving yourself time to batch out the urgent and not important tasks. Your schedule needs to have time that allows for this. Obviously, the tasks that are urgent and important take priority over everything else. But what if you have so many tasks that are urgent and important that you never have time for your urgent or not important and you never have time for your not urgent, not important tasks? In this case, you have either overcommitted to your like tasks in general or you do have an efficiency on a micro level. So it's now looking at a different problem, right? So you should always be able to set time for the relevant quadrants. And if you are like doing every single task every single day and it's completely widely spread, just take a moment to think like, is the time I'm spending actually, you know, aligned with my priorities hierarchy? And if it's not, have a closer look at the time that you are spending. If you're spending a lot of time like on the bus, like in commute, or you get home and you're like, oh, I just never have time when I get home because I get home at like 5 p.m. and I have to make dinner and I wash up and everything. And by then it's like 7.30 and it's like, whoa, whoa hold on a second. Wait, you're telling me it takes you two and a half hours to make dinner and wash up? No, that's probably unlikely. There's probably some time there. You're probably getting home five o'clock and then 5.20 you start making dinner and then after you've made dinner, you sit there for like four, you know 15 minutes and then you doing the dishes really slowly or whatever. And then like 
relax or scroll on your Facebook for like three minutes here and there. Like, so there's going to be times and gaps where you, it's going unnoticed because of the fact that it's always pinned between other activities and it goes unnoticed. Or if you're spending 30 minutes on the bus, it's like, well, what are you doing on the bus? Like, what are you doing during that time? Um, or like, I don't have time for personal development. You know, I don't have time to learn and upskill things. It's like, well, do you, you know, like, do you not ever like walk anywhere? Do you never have like two or three minutes that you can just spend listening to podcasts like this or thinking about things or carrying a notebook around? Like I used to make phone calls to clients in the stairwell, moving between wards while I was working as a doctor, just to try to fit in those things. And it made a difference. Um, so there, are, you know, if you're finding that you're really, really bustling and you just don't have any time to spare. Think again, think a little bit about, really inspect your day and think, are there actually gaps of time that I can be utilizing more effectively? Um, am I kind of chunking my time into too large of a block and not realizing that there's actually a lot of different points throughout the day that I could be utilizing? Not to say that you should never, ever relax, but I'm saying that relaxation should be intentional, right? It shouldn't be like, I come home at five and then I start cooking dinner at 5.30, it's like, what happened in the 30 minutes? Like, were you intentionally really relaxing and therefore feel great in the evening? Or was it just kind of like time wasted, just like potatoing around? Uh, and then if there really is no available time that you can use, then it's going to be a micro-efficiency problem, the ability to execute on tasks and do them faster and more effectively. And again, this is a topic that we'll talk about in a future episode as well. But anyway, this is the most important, I think, time management, task management, life hack that I've picked up over the last like almost decade of working on this was really, really be attentive to your priorities. Priorities come first, then, come, then comes time management and task management, not the other way around. And if your priorities are done well, then a lot of the other issues will in a way almost work themselves out because the energy that you are spending is spent in the right direction. It's spent on the things that it's meant to be spent on and you're not going to run into that issue where you worked super, super hard and nothing meaningful ever got done because maybe you spent all of that time on stuff that wasn't important, potentially. So hope that helped and I'll see you in the next one. Till then, stay efficient.